Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. And so we've been uh, exploring this topic of dwell or dwelling, what it is um, as a place, uh, a fortress, a hiding place, safety, for safety and peace that we're invited to experience as we walk with the Lord. We've talked about that. We've talked about where not to dwell, like dwelling in the past and the fact that we should be continuing to move forward and walk in as we walk in our faith. And so today we're going to continue to explore this concept of dwell with today's topic, why should the word dwell in you? Why should the word dwell in you? And so we're, the, the scripture that we're going to use to kind of lay this foundation uh, is Colossians 3 and 16, where it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. That is the King James Version. And so, in other words, let the word of God come in and feel at home in you, dwelling lavishly in your heart so that it enriches you with wisdom, gifts, and power have you ever gone to someone's home or office or been even been in someone's presence and there was this feeling like you just you like to hang out with them or you like hanging out at their house or maybe your home is like that like I'm just saying I like to create my own space where I love to be at home everyone knows that about me but it's like being in a place where they feel welcome. There is an environment that is welcoming. And even when, as uh, Coach Dorothy was just mentioning about the uh, networking mixer, we, tr- we do our best to create the type of feeling and vibe, if you will, where people want to hang around. Because even after the networking event is over, we, sometimes we just kind of hang around each other. We've also created that kind of vibe and space in our co-working community. So I, I think you get the point here. But it means to that you allow and give permission for the word to reside there. And we must allow the word of God to live in us and have a home in our hearts, in our minds, so that it forms a change, there's a change that happens, a change, a change that happens that it, it, our way of thinking, right, we, we speak differently because the word of God resides in us. We act differently because the word of God resides in us so that we're living and responding to the things of life according to the word according to God's heart and his will for our lives. And so we see that the expression dwell 
dwell in you means that the word is to be constant, a constant companion, a lifeline, a daily nourishment. It's like oxygen. And that's what it means. It means that it no, it's no longer um, who I, or, or excuse me, in Galatians, let me just quote this scripture first. Galatians 2 and 20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the, fret, in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And so that expression, richly, we're still talking about the, the, the scripture that we started with in Colossians. So the expression richly means to make our treasure, our portion, and the joy of our heart and work. It, it, it give, give me life, O Lord, according to the word. And that's, that's expressed in Psalms 119, 107, and verse 111. It says, your testimonies are my heritage forever. Yes, they are the joy of my heart. Right? And so we see that this word richly has that, brings that type of meaning. Okay, and then it says, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in our hearts to the Lord, which suggests the indwelling word of God is manifesting itself. First, in the wisdom of mutual teaching. Next, in the grace with a heart of thanksgiving to the Lord. And it simply means that we are to teach others, teach each other how the word of God through message and song, we are to admonish one another, which means to warn and even reprimand of what is to come when others don't take the opportunity to accept Christ and what Christ is all about, because he lives in us. Now, we do have to be careful, because both teaching and admonishing must come from the wisdom that we gain by allowing the word of God to dwell in us. That doesn't mean that we're going to be beating folks over the head with the Bible, right? Or come in judgment or condemnation. But it's because that grace, we come with grace. And much of, a lot of times when we look at how sometimes society uh, will do that and turn people against the word of God, right? And so we must come in a way that honors God. So admonishing and reprimanding doesn't mean, like I said, to beat folks over the head with the scripture. That's not what it means. But we come with grace because the word of God is within us, and so we will come differently. So I hope that makes sense. So why dwell? Why dwell? 
why let the word dwell in us? So I'm going to cover a few things that that helps us to understand the benefits of why the word should be dwelling in us. And so we let the word dwell in us because it teaches. Every word of God is necessary for teaching us, teaching us something about God or how and, and how we are to be more like Christ. Second Timothy 3 and 16 says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Second Timothy 3 and 17, it says, It is so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Titus 2 and 1 says it is necessary to teach us or others sound doctrine. Titus 2 and 12 says it teach, is to teach us how to avoid living ungodly lives full of worldly passion. Romans 15 and 4 says it is to teach us about the past so that we can learn from it. To teach us to avoid false teachings. Hebrews 13 and 9, to equip us for what we are to do for God's glory. And that's 2 Timothy 3 and 17. So the word is to dwell in us because it teaches us. It is also there because the word trains us. In every believer, there is a training process going on so that we are becoming more and more like Christ. And to grow in righteousness and holiness, that's called sanctification. So John seventeen seventeen says, Jesus prayed to the Father to sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. Titus 2 and 12 says, the word trains us and, uh, in and about God's righteousness. 1 Timothy 4 and 7 says, it trains us to be more godly. Hebrew 5 and 14 says it trains us to discern good from evil. Luke 6 and 40 says it also trains us to be more like our Savior. So it trains us and teaches us. Also, it rebukes. God uses his word to rebuke or discipline us. Hebrews 12, 5, to keep the church sound in the faith. Titus 1 and 13, to teach and encourage the church in godly instruction, 2 Timothy 4 and 2, to rebuke even his own disciples, Mark 8 and 33. So the word rebukes. The word dwells in us because it corrects. 2 Timothy 4 and 2 says we should Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. Teaching. Why? Because the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off 
into myths. That's in 2 Timothy 4, 2 through 4. It also says that the word cuts, convicts, and cleanses. The word of God cuts in order to heal. It discerns our thoughts and intentions. Hebrews 4 and 12, it says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It convicts us and cleanses us. According to Ephesians 5 and 26, it says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Whew! There is a reason why we should have the word of God dwelling in us. Hebrews 4 and 12 tells us that the word of God is living and operative, meaning it is vital, vital to all the, our functions. Its functions are of life and is, is essential to our spiritual growth. And so there's a reason or many reasons that I just shared. There are many reasons I haven't even shared because there isn't time on this call for us to go through all of the reasons and the benefits of why the word of God should be dwelling in us. This world is not, this world that we're in right now, it is not um, for us. We're just passing through. So we need the word of God to dwell in us while we're passing through. So I pray that out of his glorious riches, that he may strengthen you with his power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love, that this will happen. You will allow the word of God to dwell in you. So have you been encouraged? I hope so. I hope that today's wisdom has inspired you. That is always our prayer. And don't forget to go to wisdominspired.net to find the links to all the platforms where you can listen to the previous episodes. Subscribe and leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. Let us know if it is encouraging you. Lastly, if you'd like to know more about our virtual co-working and collaborating community and how you can benefit from the resources and transformational coaching, send us an email to hello at aaccoworking.com. With that said, meet us back on the line next time, same time, same place, same station, with more Wisdom Inspired. Have a wildly productive day. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.